You're listening to A Stranger Podcast, www.thestranger.com. IFC is the first channel entirely dedicated to presenting independent culture, unedited and commercial free. Get immersed in our films, original series, and docs. And don't miss our exclusive content at IFC.com. IFC, always commercial free and uncut. Hey, welcome to another installment of the Savage Lovecast. My name is Dan Savage, and the Savage Lovecast, of course, is the out loud phone-in version of my weekly sex advice column, Savage Love. The phone number here if you want to call and leave a question for a future podcast, 206-201-2720. And, of course, you download the Savage Lovecast every week at www.thestranger.com slash savage. Let's not fuck around. Let's get right to the calls. What's up, Dan? I am a 25-year-old gay guy living in one of those big gay meccas over on the East Coast. Um, I am just recently out of a very serious two-year relationship, uh, which was good for the most part, though very vanilla, very tame. I had a hell of a lot more of a sex drive than he did, um, and I'm sort of glad to have that behind me. Um, Now that I am sort of out in the world, I'm interested in really experimenting and going out there. Um, And I've discovered that I have a particular fetish for spanking. Uh, I've met a couple guys online. It's always been sort of just okay. Um, what's sort of interesting is I'm not into leather. Not my thing. Don't like the leather daddy thing. Don't like the, you know, eagle bar mustache goatee. That's that's not my deal. I have no need to see a guy in leather chaps or anything like that. Just sort of have a particular fetish for spanking and role play in that respect, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm interested in meeting more people who are into that and maybe, you know, getting involved in a new relationship that incorporates that and then have it be a part, you know, a healthy part of my life. Um, Hard to find that without the leather going with it. The online internet Craigslist, finding the guy who's into it there, it never works. It's never satisfying. I think we all sort of know that. Um, What do you suggest? What do you think? You've already tried the internet personal ad, so I'm not going to tell you to do that because you already did that. But the thing I would tell you, uh, probably in place of doing that, or probably would have told you in the first place, is just to be open about what your kink is. As kinks go, a thing for spanking is pretty low stakes. And most GGG folks, most uh, particularly gay men who are pretty much down with their partner's fetishes and kinks, uh, more so than than straight guys and straight girls tend to be, because you know, you know, if you've already told people you're gay, telling people you like to be spanked is pretty small beans. And you know, there are a lot of people who regard everything about our sex lives as a kink or a fetish or weird or out there. So gay guys tend to be a lot less judgmental. That's why there's so much more experimentation and the having of fun and the doing of kink in gay land than in straight land. It's because you know, to be gay, you have to be open to sexual difference, your own and your partner's. And so, you know, what's a little more difference besides icing on the difference cock, cake, whatever. Um, So I would just encourage you, because it's just spanking, it's not a big deal, uh, just to date. If the guys you're meeting online, you know, the guys who are advertising themselves as kinksters are wearing the leather chaps and doing the daddy thing and they've got the dreaded goatees, you should just date the guys that you're attracted to and really early on lay it on them that you like, that you're totally into spanking and you want to be spanked. And let them laugh or let them let them just know. Let them know. And don't be ashamed of it. And don't present it to them as if you've got fucking leukemia, as I'm always telling people. Present your kink as an added attraction. 
Another fun ride at Six Flags Over Your Ass. Not as this horrible fucking cross they're going to have to bear if they condescend to fucking date you. It's not that they have to spank you if they date you. They get to spank you if they date you. And that's how you should present it. And if you lay it out like that, guys will react to it like that. If you tell a guy that you're kinky, like you tell him you have leukemia, he's going to react like you have leukemia. If you tell him you're kinky, like he won the fucking boyfriend lottery, then he'll react to it that way. And he's probably got kinks of his own. And once you lay yours on the table, he'll lay his on the table, which brings us back to like the fear and loathing of leather chaps. You know, there are guys out there who are your age who don't want to do the daddy thing, who maybe they want to play like a little leather BDSM dress up every once in a while and some regular old vanilla spanking every once in a while. You know, if you're going to ask a guy to give, you have to be willing to give too. And if you're going to ask guys to like walk out and do your fetish with you, you have to be willing sometimes to like walk out and do their fetish with them. So even if it's not your thing, the leather and the chaps and like the dad, any sort of role play. Um, what if you meet a guy who's perfect for you in every possible way and is willing to spank you uh, and into spanking you in totally vanilla situations, otherwise vanilla situations, a lot, a lot of costumes and props and decorations. But that guy, everyone wants to do that other stuff too. You should totally be willing to go there for him if he's willing to go there for you. Hi, Dan. Um, um, all my life, I've always had guys be really eager to go down on me. And that's really great. And I love that they want to, but I just, don't get turned on by it. I just, I get kind of bored. I lose my arousal. And it seems like every guy that I've ever been um, sexually intimate with just wants to go down on me forever. And I get really bored. And I don't know how to tell them, like, in the clearest way, like, just don't do that. And I, I feel I feel weird telling them that. And I've tried different ways to tell them, like, I like other things, but I just don't want you to go down on me. And it just, I can never seem to get that across. And I really, I like to give jobs, like that turns me on. But as far as like oral sex for me, I don't know. It's just, it doesn't do it for me. And so my question is, how do I tell people that I'm going to be intimate with that it's not necessary, but that I still want to go down on them? And also, do you think that there is a reason? Is that unusual for women to not enjoy that? I mean, it doesn't feel bad. It just doesn't. It doesn't get me going, and I and I lose my arousal. So I guess I'm kind of concerned. I think that's weird. It seems like that's something that women always want, and that the guys normally don't want to do. But I have the opposite problem. You know, some people have double backflip hangups. They worry because there's this thing that people who don't like are sort of regarded as having a hangup. Like if somebody doesn't like oral sex, they must have a hangup. And so they gave it a go and they find they don't like it. It doesn't really do anything for them. And then they have this, they put themselves in the rack about whether they just don't like it. And it's an honest sort of doesn't do it for me. But they think, you know, it eats away at the back of their minds that, oh, maybe what I have is a hang up and I'm just not conscious of it. I'm not aware of it. Sometimes you just have to go, you know what? It just doesn't work for me. It doesn't turn me on. It doesn't mean I have a hang up. I gave it a go. But for some reason, that just doesn't turn my crank and I would just urge you to be honest with the guys that you're going to bed with one of whom very likely and very soon if you've had a string of guys who were all uh, into getting blowjobs uh, and just as much into eating pussy as they were into getting blowjobs you will find a guy soon who uh, eats pussy not because he's necessarily that into it but because he wants to be a good lover and reciprocate 
And if you require no reciprocation and you're turned on by performing oral sex and not turned on by having oral sex performed upon you, there are tons of guys out there who are your dream date. I'd say a majority of guys, perhaps, unfortunately, tragically, sadly, uh, fit that description. And you just need to keep shopping around until you find one. And in the meantime, with the guys, you know, if you've got a guy who goes to bed with you and it really turns him on to, could, to have his face in your lap for a while and he wants to do it for a while because it turns him on, I would hope you could let him enjoy your taste and you uh, because it turns him on and take some pleasure in the fact that you're turning him on. You say you lose your arousal uh, when a guy goes down on you, which makes me wonder, like, can't you get it back? Like, if you shift gears after he goes down on you for a while, does the arousal kick back in? Or does he, this person having gone down on you just negate you for the rest of the night? If it's just a matter of, like, it slows you down for a while and then you can ramp back up, you should be gracious. Let him stick his face in your twat for a little while. Um, if it ruins you for the night, then you need to tell him, you know, not only doesn't it work for me, but it's kind of a boner killer for me. And if they require cunnilingus, you're not a match and you're well rid of each other. If they don't require cunnilingus, Yahtzee. Hi, Dan. Um, sorry for calling from my cell phone, but I don't have a landline. Anyway, I'm a 28-year-old female. And at this point in my life, I am terrified of having sex with my clothes off. The reason for this is I have a disease called type 1 neurofibromatosis. And one of the main um, symptoms is small benign tumors all over the body. Now, I don't have many on my face and I don't have many on my arms. They're mostly prominent on my stomach. And I'm convinced this is maybe totally sexually unattractive to everybody. And therefore, I won't have sex as long as I'm not with a shirt. Um, and I want to know if I'm just crazy or if I need to go to therapy or if I should suck it up, get over it, and strip down when I'm having sex. Thank you. Hey, Beth. It's Dan. I just listened to your call, and I decided to give you a buzz. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing fine. You sound pretty healthy about your condition and pretty comfortable with it and functional. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, it sounds like a bummer, of course, and and you have my sympathies, and but it sounds like you're pretty, you know, you're you're very you're capable of talking about it and discussing it in a really rational way. And you know, when I got the summary, because I get a summary of all the calls, and it's written out, and when I got the summary of your call, I kind of thought it'd be one of those calls that I listened to, and the person sounded like they were crying the whole time. Um, but you sound pretty rational and cool with it and down with it and reconciled to it, your condition. Yeah, for, for the most part, because it hasn't gotten to the point where it's really obvious and really noticeable. How long have you had this? Um, since birth. It's um, a genetic condition. I got it from my mother. I've been diagnosed um, since, yeah, since pretty much since I came out of the womb. They saw the signs and they diagnosed me. Wow. Um, hey, listen, you know what I would tell you about the whole shirt thing and shrinks? First, fuck shrinks. Shrinks okay. get called in way too often and used way too much. Shrink should be reserved for, you know, dire, impossible situations, in my opinion. Um, but it seems like what you need to do is just give yourself permission to do what you're clearly already comfortable doing. You know, if you're self-conscious about having sex without a shirt on, then you should have sex with a shirt on and not feel like you're obligated to have sex with, you know, completely starkers any more than, you know, a pre- previous caller today's podcast is obligated to like cunnilingus. Um, okay. You know, you, sex is partly about our comfort levels and what we're comfortable doing. And, you know, there's for some people, there's, you know, they can't 
relax and enjoy the sex with a light on. And, you know, people should think about why that is, I think. But then if they thought about it, and they, they can name it and articulate it, and they still aren't comfortable having sex without a light on, then they sometimes just need to accept that, you know what, I'm an in-the-dark kind of person mm-hmm. for sex. But and that's if, what's served me, it's changed. Pardon? Since my disease progressed, they, the tumors sort of progress as you get older. Mm-hmm. And it's changed. That's I used to be kind of like stark naked with the lights on kind of person, and since I've noticed more of them growing on my stomach and on right. various places, I've been less likely to yeah completely take my clothes off. Because the, and that probably aids you in like sort of being released into the moment, released into the sex, so that you don't have to think, you know, they look like they're enjoying themselves, but you know maybe they're just faking it or trying to ignore it or you know what I mean. You don't have to worry about what's playing on their face, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and, that helps. In your shoes, I would do what I felt I needed to do and what made me comfortable. And, you know, with a particular person, that may change. Mm-hmm. You know, it may be that when you're first with somebody, it's a lot, you know, you want the shirt, you want the light off. And as you grow more comfortable with that person, you may find mm-hmm. that you revisit those choices and those decisions. You know, we all, you know, if you're with somebody for 30 or 40 years, we all fall apart. Mm-hmm. You know, not to minimize your condition or oh, yeah. or, or what you're going through. Um, but, you know, everybody uh, rots yeah. with time and age. And everybody, a lot of people who were stark naked, jumping off the walls when they were 20 in a room with Clegg lights on, at 60 are, you know, <laughs> wearing 90s and in a room with very soft pink lighter and no <laughs> light at all. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, I work in long-term care. I've seen people fall apart. So. Well, there you go. And so you can't you can't be on the rack about it. You have to do what works for you, what makes you comfortable, but then be open to, like, revisiting those choices as you get more comfortable with an individual person. Mm-hmm. You know, because part of what being in a long-term relationship and, and sexually, a long-term sexual relationship with someone is about is letting them see you at your most vulnerable and see your scars, I think, psychic and physical, and love you anyway and love you still. And, yeah. and that can be very healing. But you really have to trust somebody to get to that point. So I don't think you should be feeling obligated because of some sort of arbitrary, everybody ought to be naked and jumping off the walls uh, standard, uh, mm-hmm. pushing yourself to, to go places you're not ready to go with an individual yet. Okay. okay. That sounds very good. All right. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks. Good luck. Hi, Dan. Um, I'm probably one of your older listeners. I'm in my early 50s, but um, I like to think of myself as a young 50, even though that in and of itself sounds kind of funny. But I do love your show. I think what you have to say is really on target. I am a straight female, and um, I've been single for many years. I was married once upon a time, but uh, the last couple of years I've been single. Recently, I did meet this man, and we've been kind of hanging out for about five or six months. Um, He has been married, and he... Uh, for much longer than I. He's been single probably for about four years. Bottom line is I've probably had many more partners than he. Again, we haven't been sexual, and I'm contemplating being sexual with him, and we've actually talked about it. Um, the question that I have is there's a lot of things that maybe I like or I don't like, and I don't know if this is something that we should talk about beforehand or if it's something we should talk about during or after. And I'm just talking about some specific things, uh, such as I don't really get off on a man fondling my breast, uh, in before to get me excited. It's, if I'm already excited and he goes ahead and fondles them, I find that to be arou- arousing. I also don't really like, 
a man going down on me, but I like going down on him. It's not as if I'm a prude. It sounds like kind of I'm uptight. There's a lot of other things that I really do enjoy, and uh, being creative is something that I really get off on. But I'm not sure if these are things that I should just sit down and, you know, talk to him about or as we progress and just mention it. That's two women calling in the show today who are bored by cunnilingus, who could do without cunnilingus. I think that must be a record. But so you're not alone, obviously. Uh, first caller who's bored with cunnilingus, and you're not alone. Uh, this caller, bored with cunnilingus. But that's not your question. You clearly are reconciled to it and have no hang-ups about it. Uh, you know, I'm bored by cunnilingus myself, so I think the three of us are, are all simpatico on the cunnilingus issue. The, 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 the deal is about, like, laying out your likes and dislikes. Again, like the, the, the kid earlier, the 25-year-old uh, gay kid who likes to be spanked, is you don't want to have a conversation as if you're talking about some horrifying condition that, you know, it's some you know sort of terrible thing that you don't like to have your breasts fondled until you're aroused. That could only be a problem if he can't become aroused if he doesn't fondle your breasts and he's not aroused and you're not either, and so you're both just sort of at stalemate. The deal is what you should do is have... Over, I think, a couple glasses of wine, uh, God invented alcohol to lower our inhibitions for a good reason, because we all have them, and we all require them being lowered, sometimes artificially and sometimes with assistance, is have a conversation over wine that's fun and flirty or something harder than wine, maybe shots of Jaeger or shots of tequila or pot, where you, not shots of pot, you know, brownies of pot or bowls of pot, where you sort of have a fun, flirtatious conversation about you know, the things that turn you on. One of the good things about, you know, getting to be 50 years old and having some sexual experience is really knowing the terrain, knowing your own terrain, not having to fumble around, knowing what your needs are, knowing what works for you, being able to really lay it on the table and be kind of explicit about it. Uh, And also to get that back from your partners. They're not like 19 years old, 19 year olds still trying to figure out what turns them on. Like, you know, and he knows. So why not spill? But do it in a way that's fun and flirtatious. Uh, You know, you don't have to play strip poker or anything ridiculous, but just have like a sexy, tension-filled, wine-fueled or pot-fueled conversation about the things that work you out. And put the emphasis not on the things that are, you know, please don't do this and don't do that and don't do this and don't do that and don't do this and don't do that because that's really prescriptive and obnoxious and annoying and nobody wants to get a long list of don'ts because then they're going to feel like they're meeting the queen, not fucking you. And if they fuck up the etiquette, they're going to get bounced out by the beef eaters or whoever the fuck guards the queen at the corner of her bed, the foot of her bed. What you want to do is like lay on what works to give them positive direction. Say, this is what I, this turns me on. This a lot. What, this turns me on. This turns me on. And the whole time also be asking them, what turns them on and filing it away. And then you can, you know, mention, work in a few of the things that like, you know, don't work for you. But be sure to like wrap those things up in 80% what does work for you and 20% what doesn't work. uh, So that the person feels like they've got a big menu of possible options to choose from. And just a few things that are kind of not, that are no-goes. Like the grabbing at your breasts before you're aroused or the eating your pussy at all. Uh, you need to make sure that uh, he's excited about all the possibilities and all the things he's going to get to do uh, while letting him know about the handfuls of, handful of things that he's not going to get to do. Hi, Dan. I'm I'm calling with a comment, not a question. I have a response to Mr. No Vaginal Intercourse, you know, that guy who was embarrassed because his girls started laughing during oral sex. 
Um, you had imagined her scenario, her laughing as some sort of like spontaneous joy thing. Like she was sort of, you know, happy and it was a, it was a good thing and he should just get over it. Um, I hate to be, well, I am pessimistic and cynical, but in my head I imagined a very different scenario. Like I just, it just sounded to me like something totally different, that the laughter was like painful and awkward. And to be honest, the way I read it was that this girl had some sexual conditioning going on, especially as a girl. Um, and that, you know, if this couple were buying into the whole sex before marriage is wrong crap, that it's quite possible she was laughing because she was either guilty or embarrassed or over being inexperienced or blah, blah, blah. And I'm saying this because I think, like, that's my own upbringing, like, that, like, I was a product of religious conservatism. And the biggest thing, the biggest message I got when I was a kid was that not only is having sex before marriage wrong, but if you're a girl and you like it, you're a whore. And like, so my first experience going down, my boyfriend going down on me in high school, I started laughing and it wasn't, it wasn't good laughter. It wasn't like, like sexual tickling, like you described it. It was embarrassment because it, you know, I think like oral sex on a woman is like, it's ultimately about her orgasm. It's like it forces girls to sort of confront their own sexual desire. So yay, yay oral sex on women. But anyway, that was my take on it. I did not read it as this fun event. I read it as something, as another product of why they're, you know, they should really shake off this hypocrisy bullshit about, oh, we do everything but vaginal intercourse. So bravo to you on that. Um, love your show. That's my comment. Um, yeah, bye. Thanks for loving my show. I loved your comment, loved your feedback. Uh, I do think uh, that you have a really valid point. Some people... We have a lot of hang-ups. Uh, some people are browbeaten by their religious parents or by preachers or by society. And uh, guilt can induce laughter and create feelings of conflict and tension that can then make people just bust out in the giggles because that they can't reconcile that inner conflict any other way. Uh, so that is the case with these two. And it may very well be because they did cite their religious upbringings. Uh, I would hope that they'd look inside and uh, let go of those things. It sounds like they're already on the way toward doing that, particularly if they're having oral sex and listening to my show. And that concludes this installment of the Savage Lovecast. The phone number here if you want to record a question for a future podcast, 206-201-2720. Be sure to include your phone number in case we need to give you a call back. We promise not to put it on the podcast. Again, the number 206-201-2720. And you can download the podcast every week at www.thestranger.com slash savage. IFC is the first channel entirely dedicated to presenting independent culture, unedited and commercial free. Go to ifc.com for more info. IFC, always commercial free and uncut.